This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. What we have to do is, is embrace women who are already in the industry and maybe a little maybe a little shy about getting involved because they're not technical. That's Denise Urbans, former WQA president and chair of the Women in Industry Advisory Council, talking about the latest efforts to see more women involved in the water treatment industry. And welcome to another episode of WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Find us at wqa.org on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. This is podcast number 95, and if you're a first-time listener, welcome. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. In this episode, I'll be joined by Susan Keaton from the WQA Marketing and Communications Department as we talk with Denise Urbans about the challenges and opportunities of the new Women in Industry Advisory Council. Later, we'll get a professional certification update, and I'll have our WQA tip. First, though, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by WQA Membership. November is Member Appreciation Month at WQA, a time to thank our dealer and manufacturer supplier members for helping to advance the betterment of water quality around the globe. And as a reminder, nearly all categories of membership can lock in this year's dues rates for 2019 if you renew by December 31st. And if you're not a member, now's the time to join. You'll get 14 months for the price of 12 when you join now. Go to wqa.org membership to learn more. Now on to our conversation with Denise Urbans on WQA Radio. Denise, thank you very much for joining us on WQA Radio. Thank you for uh, being willing to uh, to talk today and and be a part of the program. We appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. I, I this is this is going to be fun. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Denise, you have been in the industry for a while, but before we get into that, let talk about your company and what you do. Uh, well, I actually have two companies. One is Shedwater, which is really just a small. Uh, boutique kind of company where we, uh, we I uh, represent a company in the Ukraine called Echo Soft, and uh, I distribute a product for them called Echo Mix. I also do some free consulting through that company uh, for business owners in this industry. Uh, Urban's Aqua is uh, a little more uh, robust, <laughs> should I say. Um, we, my brother Michael Urbans and I purchased this business from uh, Echolab division, uh, the Nauka division of Echolab, I should say. And uh, it was basically Mike's business, which really was very related to the WQA member base. So our customers are dealers. And uh, Susan Keaton from uh, the Marketing and Communications Department is with me. Well, can you tell us a little bit about the Women in Industry Advisory Council and uh, why it was created? Well, um, I really have to give a lot of credit to Polly Undesser because she she was the inspiration behind it. I'll be honest with you, it it uh, being the only 
woman president. I was president, I think, in 2010. And um, since 2010, it's been guys after me. And while I really appreciate, feel special being the only woman, I think it's a little odd that no one has, has come after me, um, in spite of the fact that there are many qualified women in the business. So between her inspiration and my scratching my head saying, how, can, how come it's just me, um, and what can we do to get more women involved, we, uh, I agreed to um, chair the council, and uh, that's, how, that's basically how it got rolling. And my inspiration was the fact that I'd really like to see some women come up after me, younger women. Great. And, and that's how it got started. Okay. Uh, do you have any statistics on the number of women in the industry? And uh, no, off the top of my head, I don't. I don't recall us coming up with the number of women in the industry. The, okay. You have to understand. Um, if you look at the industry as a whole, there are some of us who are in sales. Um, you know, Cindy Gresham is is, is with Thermax. Adela Beasley is with. Uh, Dow on that side of it, but there are a lot of women who are daughters and wives and uh, very involved in the businesses, uh, but I don't have a count of who they are. I know a lot of them, Okay. but they're out there. And really, I the other thing that sort of drove this thing home for me was boot camp. Last year, I spoke at boot camp. And it, when I looked into the audience, I, I would bet that half of it, or maybe even more than half of it, was women oh. in, in the boot camp, which spoke volumes, I think, to Polly and anybody who was looking. And the women who came up after the boot camp came to me and, and started the talk, and I started to learn more and more how, how many women are out there. and why you know why we should be reeling them in too right and why did you decide to do the survey well we we met and we talked as a group uh and it's a very diverse group we've got uh people from large companies people from small we have oems um we have uh, business managers uh and we we just started to talk about what we thought uh was would be a high priority. You know, we 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 spent some time and, and we haven't met in person yet, but we we really rolled along quickly. We spent some time and we tried to figure out through conversation what what's important to us. What can we do? Uh, what do we think needs to be done to get women more involved? And we came up with what we thought the top priorities were. But rather than just say, okay, these are our top priorities. We, we had, you know, WQA is getting very good at, at these surveys. We, uh, we, we, did, we did the survey. And what we learned, some of the things we learned from the survey uh, was that we were, as a group, the, the council is in tune with what women are looking for. And from what we understand, uh, looking at the results, there's a an emphasis or a need for professional education and training, mentoring, and then connecting women in the industry with each other. Um, were those uh, were those the top priorities as far as you could see? And what else did you take away? Uh, 
well, they were the top priorities. I think the professional education and training uh, is number one, and I, and I think that um, WQA is is addressing that, and we will continue to look at that um, going forward. And um, the group, we we felt as a group, if I recall correctly, that the the quickest hit we could probably get would be to start a mentoring program uh, where younger women can meet with someone on a fairly regular basis to just go over, you know, their experiences and, and, and help them find their way through, through the industry. So that's what the uh, council is going to be taking up then is... Uh, yes, and, and that's really where we are right now is we've, we've got to take that and then go forward with it and figure out the way that we're going to do it. And we, you know, we came up some, with some ideas. I can't go into great details because we haven't decided anything. We don't have a, you know, a firm, a firm uh, agenda, but we want more involvement. We want the wives. We want the daughters, um, you know, personally, what I want, what I want women to understand is that because you're not technical doesn't mean that you can't be involved. Um, there are, you know, the wives in a lot of cases are very technical. The daughters, in my experience, the daughters are usually very technical as well, but they're running businesses and really what they're after is understanding better how to run the business. You know, their partners, their dads, their moms, they are, they are involved in, in understanding water. Uh, and we need to address, for the, you know, for the people running the business, we need to address that and help them run the business better. And that's where the boot camp came in. Uh, like I said, that was very enlightening. So the boot camp is, is definitely going to, we're going to try to find a way to address some of those issues with the boot camp and then also um, in Las Vegas. That's interesting you, you mentioned that because I thought maybe where you were going to go is we have to, we have to somehow make water and water treatment and science and technical issues more attractive or more interesting for young women going in, getting into college and perhaps getting science degrees and things like that. But you're saying, from what I understand you uh, saying today, is that, that that isn't necessarily the case. It could just be good, solid business uh, instruction and information and education and training as well. Well, I, absolutely. I just really feel strongly that it's businesses don't succeed just because you're a good technician businesses succeed because you're a good manager and either you're a good manager and technician or you're a good manager and you hire good technicians. So, so the, I, I think women, uh, and Amanda, Amanda Wakeham Moore is passionate about this. We bring a different angle to the kitchen table. Uh, our interest is more, uh, I don't. I don't know what the correct word is. <laughs> Holistic, perhaps. Uh, so we don't. Maybe we don't get as involved in the science when we're talking to people. We get more involved with understanding the effects 
of the water and how to fix it. So we come at it. I think women can, and, and I'm trying not, you know, plenty of men do the same thing. But the, the, what we have to do is, is embrace women who are already in the industry and maybe a, little, maybe a little shy about getting involved because they're not technical. And I think the way we can do that is to figure out what they're doing and then help educate them in that area. So I think we need to, like you said, we need to look at the entire membership and all of, all of, you know, and their, their employees and relatives. There were, there were some barriers that you found, right, to women um, being involved in the industry, some things like uh, uh, the job opportunities or the need for work-life balance or equal pay were some concerns, I think, that came up? Well, they were comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, I don't know that they were barriers. Mm. I, would, I would hesitate to call them barriers. There were comments. You know, we offered on the, uh, on the, on the survey, we offered people the, uh, the uh, ability to talk about other things that bothered them. You know, what keeps them up at night? I think that's the way they put oh. it. Right. And um, what, keep, you know, what keeps them up at night? It's, and these open-ended questions, the trends were um, in this order, equal pay, not enough women in the industry, job opportunities, need for work-life balance, and lack of credibility and respect. Um, are they barriers? You know, I don't know. Can we, as a group, do anything about it? You know, the equal pay. All we, you know, what we want to do is educate. What we want to do is get more women in the industry, and the only way we can do that is to is to to be. Um, willing to educate and encouraging to to more women and to be encouraging to the businesses who currently have women on staff and also are looking at hiring so we need to encourage the male business owners to to maybe look at the other issues and figure out a way to do it so this isn't just about talking to women and getting in, getting them involved. This is about talking to all the businesses and and helping them understand what a woman could potentially bring to the table. Well, Denise, this is great and it, it's certainly a great challenge and focus that you and the Women in Industry Advisory Council are embarking upon, so we look forward to seeing some great results and if uh, people want to get involved, if they're hearing this interview and saying, gee, I didn't know this was going on, or uh, maybe they did know, but they didn't uh, put, you know, ha- have a lot of uh, prior focus or attention on it, and now they do, uh, can they reach out to you or, or, to, or to whom should they, they go? Can reach out, they can certainly reach out to me if they just want to talk offline about it, and, or if they have concerns or ideas, they can contact me. Probably the easiest one to remember is Denise at urbansaqua.com or uh, denise.urbans at shedwater.com. Okay, very good. And we will be hearing more about the Women in Industry Advisory Council coming up, certainly at convention in April. It's great to uh, to see what you're doing. We, we look forward to seeing some great results on this, Denise. Thank you for joining us well, today. Well, thanks for having me, Wes. Appreciate it. That's Denise Urbans. 
from Urban's Aqua in Pennsylvania, joining us on WQA Radio, along with Susan Keaton from my staff at the WQA Marketing and Communications Department. Susan, thanks. Thank you. We are joined again by Daniel LeBlanc, the Professional Certification and Training Coordinator at the Water Quality Association. Daniel, thank you for being part of the program again. All right, you're welcome. And education, uh, lots to talk about in terms of the availability of of educational tools at wqa.org that our members can take advantage of. Yeah, definitely. So one of the the ones that we kind of promote for people who are certified, if someone's certified, someone has earned one of WQA's professional certification titles, you need to maintain a certain amount of continuing education credits. So we've created what we call education kits, which consist of a series of articles and quizzes that um, you read the article, take the quiz, earn some credits if you pass the quiz. So, But these quizzes, our articles, can also be used just for general education. Some of the content in them is um, is pretty relevant. So, for example, the latest ones we put out, there's an article on uh, chloride reduction. There's one on um, activated carbon. Um, The last series we had had a capacity sizing practice article. Um, One on um, numbers don't lie, a math tutorial for people who have to deal with, um, you know, figuring out calculations on jobs. So there's uh, quite a bit of content. The feedback I get is that people are surprised how um, you know, you, you go through the certification material and you learn the basics, but these articles seem to be more specific into very, um, you know, real-life situation you'd, you'd encounter. Very good. Thank you, Daniel. All right. You're welcome. This week's WQA tip, our next WQA Essentials webinar will be your social media toolkit. Susan Keaton and I will talk about how to use the new social media tips and tools that we provide each quarter to help market your business. It all takes place Wednesday, November 28th, 12 noon Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Go to wqa.org slash webinars to register for your social media toolkit. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for WQA Radio, then hit subscribe. Each new podcast will appear in your podcast catcher or podcast player automatically each week. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to rate and review the podcast as well. Learn more about water at WQA.org and learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.